welcome back to Anything Joe's, a collaborative journey through the world of G.I. Joe. My name is Greg Engel. And I'm Jaron Decker. And we'll be your host today. Today on Anything Joe's, we're going to get caught up on some news. Man, it's been a heck of a week. Uh, I was back in the hospital this week. Uh, I had a one night stay in the ER, which was thrilling. And uh, we've been kind of, I haven't really talked to you a lot, Jaron. How have things been? It, you know, it's been good. It's been really busy. And as I sit here recording, I look at my room that has not changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither is mine, unfortunately. I've actually been doing some sorting this week. I, I'm kind of always in a state of sorting because I just have a lifetime worth of stuff to sort. But I did make some progress this week. I've been labeling these tackle boxes with different years and putting just a little bit at a time. I'll pull some parts out and go, oh, I think this is this. Look it up. But this is the first time where I've, I basically do have a spot for everything. So when I identify it, no matter what it is, I have a I have somewhere to store it, at least temporarily. So I'm optimistic that over the course of, I guess, the rest of this year, I'll actually start to make some progress on that stuff. That's awesome. All right, so let's get into the news and see what's going on. Our first story comes to us from HisTank.com. It is a rumor. Paramount Pictures to reboot G.I. Joe live-action movie franchise with Michael Keaton. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Get on board the USS Disappointment. <laughs> as we once again set sail on the theatrical seas of hopes that we will get a G.I. Joe movie that pleases us, the fans, and no one uh, otherwise. <laughs> Industry insider Inlight Clint is tweeting that Paramount Pictures is looking to reboot the G.I. Joe live-action movie franchise again with producer David Ellison at the helm. It is unclear whether Mr. Ellison will completely replace producer Lorenzo de Bonaventura, who is currently the spearheader of the franchise. Both of them worked together on the financial disaster that was G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. <laughs> Their words, not mine, folks. Paramount is also reportedly eyeing veteran actor Michael Keaton for an unspecified role within the rebooted Joe universe. The studio kicked off the live-action G.I. Joe series with G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra in 2009. The movie was panned by the critics and Paramount Course Correct with a soft reboot titled G.I. Joe Retaliation in 2013. The second unsuccessful attempt led to a hard reboot with G.I. Joe Snake Eyes in 2021. With the COVID climate wreaking havoc across the industry, Snake Eyes never reached the break-even point. Not too long ago, Hasbro renewed its agreement with Paramount Pictures for the Transformers and G.I. Joe franchises. This news comes in light of this renewed contract between the two giants. We wait for more development. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I just don't know if I can get on board with uh, with this yet again. Let's start at the top. Jerem, first of all, have you seen all three? I know you've seen Snake Eyes. Have you seen the other two G.I. Joe live-action movies? I sure have, and I was a non-Joe fan when I watched those movies. Do you have any thoughts on those just as a, in a, as a generalization? As someone who came in without knowing G.I. Joe, I love those movies. Like, I, st <laughs> I still love them. I actually, I'm going to be completely honest. I still love them. That doesn't surprise me at all. You know me, kind of the eternal optimist of the brand. I actually like G.I. Joe Retaliation quite a bit because they course corrected so much. I, you know, I know it's not. They're still kind of off base, but they... There was an effort made to be like, oh, okay, we we heard you. It's, it's not close enough for y'all. And so they were like, they changed a lot of stuff. It's got a lot of good stuff in it. Uh, Rise of Cobra is weird. When I saw it, I actually did like it. And I like a lot of the toys that came out of that line. 
uh, it, it, obviously it was lacking. There are parts of Rise of Cobra that I could still watch to this day and are, are I find very entertaining. I remember when the trailer for not I'm gonna sorry I'm gonna get off base real quick, but I remember when the trailer for Rise of Cobra came out. Everybody was like, they're in these power suits, and that's so dumb. And we, so everyone as the community collectively was like, this is a horrible idea. And then the movie came out, and they were only in the accelerator suits for like one short, you know, 15 or 20 minute segment. And for whatever reason, I was so absorbed with that, how that was going to ruin the movie that when it didn't, I was actually kind of like, all right, then that wasn't that bad. There were things about it I liked. So. Yeah, and then the Snake Eyes movie, I mean, I don't know. I think the Snake Eyes movie is okay. I think there's a lot of really good things about it, and it inspired me to do other things in my Joeverse. But, I mean, yeah, there were some, some pretty harsh left turns that I would have done differently. I don't I don't know if you can make a Joe movie succeed. I'm going to be honest. It might, I don't know if it's a hot take. I don't know if there is enough, because let's be honest, the brand as a whole is waning. It's it's impossible to get new kids in the brand. You know, my kid likes the toys, but he doesn't have any any care for the brand as a whole. You know, and I mean, I'm beating it over his head. You know, like trying to shove it down <laughs> his throat. Um, but it, it's just there's such a there's such a small sect of of the fan base that won't like anything. And when these things come out, they just ruin it and crap on it and then then you know well people see well if the fans don't like the movie why would i like the movie and you know i uh, once again i actually enjoyed the snake eyes movie it wasn't perfect it wasn't a perfect adaptation but i thought the cast was great i i would have loved to have seen what they could have done with a second movie you know after the setup it might not have been the best setup in the world but i thought it was I thought it was deserving of another shot. Um, the guy who played Storm Shadow was phenomenal. I really liked the guy who played Snake Eyes and Scarlet. You know, I think they did a good job with what they were given. But it's just, you know, the more I see, you know, when I saw this rumor come out and I'm reading people online, well, some people are like, well, it has to be exactly like the comics. And other people are like, well, don't adapt the comics, only adapt the cartoon. And, like, there's so many different different versions of Joe, which is something that makes it amazing. You know, everybody has their version that it. I can't imagine having to try to make something that appeases every one of those, those small sects while also appealing to the mass market. You know, I think it's a tough needle to thread because G.I. Joe has always been plagued with being maybe too violent in an era where gun violence is at an all time high. So you want to distance yourself from that because you still want to appeal to as young an audience as you feasibly can. You can't just rely on the adult collector market. I don't think. And certainly when it comes to Hollywood, I mean, we, you kind of have to always accept that. I know it's our baby, but we will never be the actual demographic for the movie. They need a much broader audience to come in and like it. So I, it's, I agree. I think it's complicated. Lots of people say that the, that Lorenzo de Bonaventura, has is kind of at fault he's the guy that kind of keeps running it into the ground because he doesn't get it let me look up and see what david ellison is also known for as a producer um to get an idea if he has anything of quality under his belt <laughs> terminator genesis <laughs> he did submission and he's got submission impossibles this is just as producer or executive producer so it's not he's not i don't know he think he's that involved in it he does have the Snake Eyes movie attached, and he has Geo Retaliation as executive producer. Gemini Man, Geo Storm, um, 
Life is on here, which I think is a very good movie. Top Gun Maverick is on here, which everybody seems to think is great. Yeah. So, uh, okay. I mean, I'm a bit of a mixed bag, and I think we're all in agreement that we'll, we're willing to try anybody else at this point. Um, so let me ask you this. What do you want from a, a G.I. Joe reboot? What do you, th- what's, what's the, what's the winning formula? I think, I think for me, and this is going to, this, this is just for me. I don't want to, I don't want to make this seem like it's for anyone else. I think they need to decide. I don't think they can keep trying to play to both markets. I think you need to either accept that, Hey, this is for a bunch of dudes that are older and let's go for it. And then just straight up go for it, which I don't know if that is successful or not. Or you need to just try to shoot the other way and start building a new new market with the kids. Cause if you're trying to straddle the line, I don't know I don't know how you know, eventually the the the, the core audience, the people like us that are involved in Joe, our kids are gonna be too old to get into it now and they're not going to have any connection to it. And then there's going to be no next generation with any connection to it. So I think you need to either just go with your core audience and try to appease them. So maybe go with a more mature version, although maybe not a full on crazy hardcore or go with something a little more fun, you know, um, with the, with the classifieds when they, those original ones came out and they were kind of like space futuristic, you know, the, the, the weird quote unquote versions, you know, I think that's something that probably could have appealed to a younger demographic if it had some kind of tie in cartoon or media or something. Um, and then, you know, that the toys didn't do well. So they kind of shifted course and tried to adjust to the more adult market. So it, I think, I think they have to just decide as a brand, like, Hey, what, what are we going to do here? Are we going to just focus on this core audience, which is great. I mean, if they want to keep making toys for us, awesome. Fantastic. I'll buy them all. Um, or if they want to shift and start making stuff for some kids and like trying to really grow that brand in house again and, you know, capture a bit of that demographic. So let me pivot to Michael Keaton, who Michael Keaton is, is getting up there in age. Who do you envision Michael Keaton is a fit for in the G.I. Joe universe? He, he's going to be Snake Eyes. It's That's how it works. <laughs> that's how these Hollywood execs think. So they get a big name and they're like, well, uh, he's going to be that guy. He worked good in the all black of Batman. He's going to be Snake Eyes. I'm Snake Eyes. <laughs> Maybe that's the twist. They, they're actually just adapting the Fortnite comic and he plays Batman and Snake Eyes. I can see Michael Keaton being either General Hawk because he would take a kind of an older, you know, leading position. Wouldn't be probably wouldn't have a lot of action scenes or I, you know, after seeing him in Spider-Man, I could see him as Cobra Commander. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. He's not somebody that I would have like fan cast at any point, but obviously Michael Keaton is a phenomenal actor has done dozens of amazing product i mean if you don't if you can't find a michael keaton movie you like reevaluate your taste in cinema uh because he he's great i think he could do there are multiple rows he would be a fit for and he would probably knock out of the park uh so yeah i don't know i mean obviously that's pretty early rumor news um we'll have to keep it on and see what develops if they make an official announcement announcement that it's in the works and who else they attach to it? Let's just agree not to have the rock. Can we agree no more rock? <laughs> Keep his grimy little hands off it. 
I get the feeling that most of the people that have worked on G.I. Joe movies at this point are not interested in returning <laughs> to the franchise at any point in the future. Although The Rock is probably pretty desperate to snatch up another hot property since he's tanked a few. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't, I, I mean, in the, in the interest of a hard reboot, you basically got to flush all that stuff away. It's one of the weird things about Retaliation is that it's only tentatively connected to Rise of Cobra. And it's really, they really did try to like, push just be like forget all that sorry guys but they didn't want to they wanted to keep the universe alive so that's why they wrote all that stuff out with um channing tatum getting killed which was a bummer to me i loved channing tatum <laughs> in that movie he apparently didn't <laughs> yeah i don't blame <laughs> he him. has spoken out multiple times all right uh next news item super seven ultimates wave four revealed now that Ultimates are in hand, it's, it's time to look forward to the future where uh, there are even more. This has an estimated shipping of January 2024. Full <laughs> V1 Super 7? Come on. <laughs> all right. So this wave is, like all other waves, consists of four figures. We're going to take a quick look at all four of them. First figure that comes up on mine is Zartan. Uh, this Zartan features skin that changes to purple when exposed to sunlight, just like the OG along with multiple interchangeable heads, hands, and a myriad of weapons. So what we got here, so obviously the color change feature, beautiful, chef's kiss, Mwah. how could you not? And I'm interested in seeing a what it looks like in person, because the color change effect across the board is varies <laughs> for over the last several decades. Sometimes it's a real cool feature, and sometimes it's kind of meh. He's got like a full-size gun. These are all kind of fantasy-looking weapons, kind of car real cartoony. Uh, but he does have his V1 pistol, like his laser pistol. He's got the usual hand selection, like the, the karate chop hand. He's got a finger that's pointing. Uh, he's got a wristwatch that's got a timer on it. Um, and it looks like he's got some kind of, I guess that's supposed to be a bomb. It's so flat looking. It could just, it looks like an envelope. I'm wondering if that's a briefcase, like sat on its side. Like maybe that piece pops up. Maybe. Weird that there's no handle though. It does have the timer on it, so I'm. I mean, I'm sure if I started watching the cartoons, I would eventually see this. These guys are notorious for being like, "This was in one episode for 15 <laughs> seconds, and now here it is." It really testing my knowledge. I'm guessing at least one, either this wristwatch or this bomb briefcase from the countdown to Zartan, countdown to Doomsday. There's an episode that's really prominently got Zartan in it. It's one of the first like 20 episodes. Uh, it comes with two interchangeable heads, not particularly appealing head swaps honestly um just him gritting his teeth him not gritting his teeth him opening his mouth you'd think as a master of disguise that he would have had an actual mask included <laughs> i thought that would have been a nice touch but thoughts on this figure really cool and if i didn't jump in the first three waves this is definitely not the wave that's going to get me to switch <laughs> yes i understand this is i mean it's such a pricey set and so i don't blame anybody that decked out i will only say that I've, after receiving the wave one in hand i kind of was teetering where i was like these are these are basically exactly what i expected you know limited posability but excellent everything else yeah, i pretty much am probably gonna stay in on this all right second figure is the baroness this is a good figure <laughs> Uh, classic black V1 Baroness. All it's got three head molds. It's just kind of a regular face with glasses. This awesome digital reveal where she's like smirking, I, which I love, and her like hair's blowing in the wind or whatever. 
great head mold. And then this third one, you know, again, I'm, I'm showing my ignorance, but I don't remember what that helmet is from. I think maybe she wears it when she's in a Rattler, but it does not stand out. Now, some of these items that she comes with, uh, besides that she's got her faithful V1 gun and she's got a cartoon accurate gun as well. I know the conch shell is from the episode where she summons these like maidens to do her bidding on all the women take over and the men are under her control. The uh, snake basket was a tease also where it's it like it's robotic and it hisses out gas, like knocking knockout gas. I'm guessing that's a bottle of perfume. There's an episode where she wears a perfume that controls people also. The camera is a little too vague for me. And also is that like holy hand grenade looking thing. I don't know what that <laughs> golden chalice is supposed to be. And then she's got a adorable grenade that has the cobra. It looks like a big fat cobra, but it's a grenade. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this one? Um, I, I don't care for it. It's, this is one that I'm like, didn't they just release it? But I guess technically it was the blue version. Um, I, I don't want to diminish it. It is a beautiful sculpt. It's a beautiful figure. It's just the uh, the deep cuts are really cool, but like I need more for $55. All right, Jaron, let's try the third one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this stalker is basically more of the same. Okay, you got your gun that came with the OG V1. You got the laser gun. He's got an actual just regular old, I'm guessing that's an AK It's a, or an M16. It's a very recognizable machine gun. He's got his jetpack like from the, the pilot of the cartoon. He's got three interchangeable heads, which are all pretty good. The smiling one is a little off-putting to me because it's not how I envision Stalker, but uh, I'll let it fly. Then he's got a, a dynamite. He's got a little radio receiver that has that same frequency. Must be a that must be something that's referenced more often than not. That must be their radio frequency because a lot of the Ultimate Waves One stuff has got like eight. It's either eight point oh two or eight oh two on it. He's got a canteen, he's got binoculars, he's got another little pistol. Only has four extra hands, so that you are missing out on one set. Again, another good figure. Um, really, really like the paint scheme on this. It's very authentic. The more I see of these waves, the more I'm like, these are going to be pretty nice all lined up eventually, if I can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> these will be really cool for me to come look at yours. <laughs> Jared, dare I ask, what do you think of this stalker? Um, hey, it's stalker. I mean, you know, like it's when I think of stalker from like the, the cartoon, this is what it looks like, but yeah, it's cool, man. What an audience. All right. On to Gungo. <laughs> uh, Gungo is the final figure in this wave. He has basically the same thing. Comes with the exact same M16 has a little tiny Wolverine, uh, model, which is pretty adorable. Uh, he's got his classic grenade launcher. He, I'm, guessing that is supposed to be the shield that they reflect energy in on one of the it's either a weather dominator i'm gonna stick with that um although that's usually was on a base and like it has that little thing that it pivots on um regardless never i've never seen that in the toy format and he has his classic backpack he has five interchangeable hands which is weird why i don't know why he's got gripping hands and then he's got gun hand but they very specifically were like he is he only holds guns in his right hand because he cannot hold them in his <laughs> left hand we didn't include it head molds on this one are, are also a little unusual the standard head mold looks great then the two extra ones you've got one where he's smiling which again is i just is very weird to me 
I guess because it's the cartoon and it's lighthearted, that makes sense. But it's it uh, is unusual. And then the third one, it's like he's wearing a sweatband, no hat, and he's yelling. I'm sure that again is a very specific reference that I cannot place, but does not seem at home with this figure. It's not something that I would ever dream of displaying with. I mean, I guess nice effort, but. Yeah, there are some misses here, frankly. I, in terms of, you know, you want to, when these are so expensive, you want to get your money out of it. So when I see things where I'm like, these head molds, extra head molds really don't add any extra value, I'm thinking I would have rather you just not done that at all and included more accessories, frankly. Um, all right, Gung Ho, what do you think? Yeah, I feel a little repetitive, but I mean, he's, he's a good looking figure, but it's just, it is not for me, and and that's on me. You know, there's a market for these. I know a lot of people love them. Is it ain't me? <laughs> I would say it's a split. A lot of people that got them, I think, are happy with them, but the people that are still saying they're too expensive are correct and are right to sit it out. I don't blame them one bit. Especially with the increase in in Hasbro prices, it's just you know, it's hard to keep up with everything they've got coming out. You know, but I'd rather have two bats than one of these gung hos. A totally logical stance to take. I, I'm not going to lie. This is our stress on the budget. Even as slow as they seem to be coming out, I have to really anticipate a, you know, a $200 transaction at any time. Last thing to note is if you pre-order this full way from Super7.com, uh, in the next like 30 days, you get an extra weapons pack that has like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like nine extra things, a backpack, a walkie-talkie couple guns uh, a light etc so that's a pretty nice little addition for free um i don't know if it will change anybody over but it does i mean i am going to pre-order these and i will you know i want that pack i'm going to get my money's worth so all right let's move on to the next thing to see if jaron has anything hateful to say about that <laughs> <laughs> In an email, the company states it will begin reintroducing windows and blisters of the six-inch lines, including Star Wars, the Black Series, G.I. Joe Classified, Marvel Legends, Power Rangers, Lightning Collection, later this year. The rollout will continue into 2024 for select products across Hasbro's portfolio of brands and will eventually expand to all new six-inch figure releases. The new windows and blisters will be made from bio-PET or recycled PET, helping us achieve our priority of meeting our fans' expectations for extraordinary packaging <laughs> and superior design, while still developing packaging that minimizes waste and the use of virgin plastic, the company said. Notably, PET options were already being used prior to the removal of the windows from Hasbro packaging. So, everybody was like, I don't like this stinky box. I gotta see my toy. I don't really understand the mentality of that i guess i the only argument that i can understand is somebody that goes i want to see this figure before i buy it so when i take it home and open it i know what i'm getting and i can understand that but again i'm gonna to have to say as somebody that's collected toys my whole life i have almost never gotten a figure that has been so badly issued that i'm like no or at the very least it's not the kind of thing i would have caught just looking at him in the box. It's a joint that's faulty or extra plastic, etc. I know, Jaren, I know you got a bad bazooka. Do, do you think, I know you didn't pick it up for yourself at the time, but do you think that's something that you would have caught in store? No, not at all. Like, I don't, I, I'm like, oh, cool, a toy. Let's buy it. That's, I'm a child. I want this cool piece of plastic. Let's go. Factor into that, the fact that 90 to 95% of my toy shopping is done online. So I wasn't going to see it before it showed up anyway. 
and it would have to be printed upside down for me to to go through the effort of doing a return through any online retailer because normally I have to pay the shipping. It's just like it'd have to be really messed up. And I have gotten some figures that have been like I got a Leatherneck once from the it was from the very last waves that were coming out, and he did not have like he was missing like fifty percent of his paint apps on his head. And he's still in my collection. He's on display right now. I just, it takes a lot for, for me to break. I, if the face is messed up in a substantial way, that would be the one thing that might drive me. But it's more likely that I would just chalk it up as a loss, pitch, pick up another one later. I mean, I know these figures are expensive, but I don't know. I'm too, I just can't be bothered to be like, I'm going to go through a whole return process. And if I find it at the store, realistically, odds are, if it's something I want, it's usually hard to find. And that means I'm probably only going to find one of them anyway. And I'm going to buy it no matter what. Yeah, this feels a lot like they just are, they're just caved to the pressure of fans that felt very strongly about it for whatever reason. And were afraid that they would be losing sales because of it. I don't know if there's any actual data that would back that up. But again, I've said from the beginning that I think the only reason they shied away from it is because they were getting some kind of tax break for being like eco-friendly. So I'm curious if they have been managed, if they've managed to maintain that balance between we're still doing good enough, but these fanboys can look at their toys again now. Also, what are your what's your thought on the return of the plastic window? I couldn't care less. I think it is it is <laughs> it is crazy to me that we have complained so much. Now granted, let me say I think a big part of it is that the the sales have to be declining for the figures and I think they think it's because of windowless packaging, but I think in reality it's the fact that they've jacked up the prices. You go from $20 to $22 to now $28 and then, you know, 30 on in some cases like I think that's why the sales and I think they're just trying to react in whatever way they can. I mean, if you look at like all these boxes for these Joe vehicles, everything, nothing had a window then. Why weren't we complaining? Oh my, my Haslab sky striker. I was worried it was going to be whatever. Now I can't see it. It's in a box. Like if you're buying it to keep it in a box, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I don't understand it. I, I don't understand why you would buy something and keep it encased and not play with it. I mean, I buy toys because I like toys. I want to have them. I want to hold them. I want to get them out with my kids. I want to bang them against each other and act like we're fighting. It's what I'd like to do. I don't get why we. it matters what kind of package it is. And honestly, I like the cardboard way better because I can just rip it open and not feel bad. Like, it's so much easier to me. It's just, I don't get it. You know, and if if I'm wrong, somebody come yell at me on Instagram or whatever and tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. But I think it is crazy. And then you have all the people that are like, well, what if what if it got switched? I don't want to buy a I don't want to buy a tripwire and it end up being a, a snake eyes or, you know, whatever, because everyone's buying all the tripwires. But it's not that hard. Or it's like it's it's easy. If you think it's switched out, look at it. If the tape's been cut, okay, maybe it's been switched. If it hasn't, pretty good likelihood. Like it, that is such an uncommon problem that it's just crazy to me. And if you did get it switched out, just take it back to the store. Obviously, they're not care, they don't care that much to look at it. So just take it back and get your money back. You are very fired up tonight, and I'm here for that. <laughs> I, it, it, I, it, it is insane to me that we are in a we're in a toy hobby. This is a this is something made for kids, and yet as an adult, we are 
we're complaining. We're calling people soft for whatever they want to do. And then we complain because our toys aren't in the right kind of box. It's, it's baffling. Listen, we're very opinionated, but I consider this to be an open forum. If this is, um, if this is an issue that is important to you. I am interested in hearing your perspective on it. I am pretty open-minded about this stuff. And I'm also I'm very curious as to why people are so passionate about this issue. I don't feel strongly about it one way or the other. I did like that you could, in the cardboard boxes, it got the actual art got much more prominently displayed. But uh, again, it's not like I'm sitting around looking at my unopened figures. You know, they're just put away somewhere in the closet. That's why I have one to open also. Anyway, I agree with basically everything you've said. I almost didn't even consider this to be a news item because I felt so so soft on it. Um, so I'm not going to spend any more time on it. We're going to move right on to the next thing. Smite times G.I. Joe. So it looks like the video game Smite is crossing over with G.I. Joe. Starting on April 18th uh, with update 10.4, you can access six... Uh, characters from the G.I. Joe classified line. I'm specifically saying classified because the designs are uh, very apparent. And it's... Let me see if I can pull them from pull them back from memory. Duke, Scarlet, I'm going to assume Snake Eyes. Yep. Uh, Co- Cobra Commander, Baroness, Storm Shadow. Correct. All in their classified gear. Um, all... I mean, it looks pretty good, actually. They got somebody to cover the G.I. Joe song for this trailer that I've never heard before. It's not great, but it is of note that I'd never heard that somebody do a cover version of it before. Um, Jaren, as with many of these types of games, I have not dabbled with this before, but I feel enticed to try it. Have you ever played Smite before? Yeah, I actually, funny enough, I just like in the last, I don't know, month picked it up. My cousin's a big fan of the game, so... Uh, we started playing, and I, I mean, I've only played a few rounds, but it's actually really fun. It's a uh, it's a MOBA mobile online battle arena, and you pick a basically a deity. Like there's all the different gods from all the mythologies. They haven't added Jesus on there. I think that would be really fun. <laughs> um, but you know, you got like Yormungandr, you've got uh, Osiris, you've got like every deity from a, every major um, pantheon of gods. And so that's what these characters are. So Duke and Cobra Commander are a skin for one of the characters already in the game. Scarlet and Baroness are a skin for one of the characters in the game. Um, And then same thing with Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. So they all have abilities already built into the game. And then this just changes the way they look. Um, But I mean, it looks really cool. It's a really fun game. Uh, If if you're into a kind of a online kind of game, it's, it's actually really enjoyable. Um, it's better if you can play with friends though, but it's, it's a fun game. I definitely plan on trying this out. It might not be my specific jam, but it's definitely looks good enough that I would play at least through this event. It's interesting that Scarlet looks, I maybe this is just the limitations of the skin, but Scarlet is the most varied design of all, all these other characters are pretty dead centered, but Scarlet has a very cool outfit in this trailer and her face and head all are just don't look like the typical scarlet head mold at all i love this design of scarlet and wish there was an action figure that was that backed it up everybody else really looks very similar 
to how you know how their figure looks. Baroness is using that like snake that comes that came with the motorcycle that and shoots lasers, and they're using the regal Cobra Commander colors, which I think is interesting. This Storm Shadow design is also kind of a uh, an amalgamation of a couple of different designs that leans into the classified, but it's certainly not exclusively that. It kind of looks like what we thought the original design for Storm Shadow was going to be, like from the game. The the first I would game. agree with that when they were when they were putting it out on like t-shirts and stuff, they were using that design, and I do think that this mimics that. I wonder if that's like the reference material that was provided, and it also makes me wonder if that's again if that Scarlet is something that is like behind the scenes or again just kind of the limitation of the character that they're skinning over top of uh so i don't know we'll find out it's only it's less than a week away till it launches even shorter by the time you listen to this episode uh we'll have to we'll check back on next episode i'll definitely play it for a bit hopefully it won't turn out to be like the many many other turkey tie-in gi joe games i've played over the last few years um uh, we'll see i'll at least do my prep work and get through the tutorial and time for the skins i'm always afraid a lot of the times they'll be like welcome to our gi joe event it'll take you know 155 hours of grinding to unlock (laughs) one of these six skins and i'm like oh my gosh no way i'm sure they'll do a good job of giving you the the pay to pay to get an option (laughs) yeah great that's exactly what i was hoping for um yeah, we'll check back. Next episode, I will have definitely, I will commit that I will have played this enough to tell you if it's worth your time or not, or at least a better feel for uh, how it stacks up game wise. Mezco Toys announces 112 scale G.I. Joe Storm Shadow figure. It's funny, the day that they showed these is the same day I got an email from Big Bad Toy Store saying, hey, your other 112 Mezco figures are pushed back yet again. This line, which has been rolling out figures rather consistently, has yet to deliver a single one of them to my house yet. (laughs) So it's hard for me to tell. I still don't really know how I'm going to feel about these because I have yet to really experience one of them. Having said that, I feel like I say this every time. This is a great looking figure. Um, It's like V1. You know, Storm Shadow is a Cobra era. He's got a bow and arrow. He's got a pair of size. He's got a two katana. Um, let me see if I can even find his full accessories because all of these, all these pictures, he's doing something different. I see throwing stars. Here it is. He's got three, six, nine, eighteen. Oh, sorry, fourteen interchangeable hands. He comes with a base. He comes with three interchangeable head portraits. One of which it looks like he's mad. He's not mad. He's unmasked, which I'm really fond of that one. Um, everything I said, plus throwing stars, um, shrieking, deflecting effects, which is cool. Smoke bomb throwing. These have like little anime like action lines with them, so it, you can actually kind of make an action scene as it's going. Oh, here's another page. Here's a pair of nunchuck. Here's two hand scythes. Here's a bunch of other throwing uh, utensils uh, without the throwing effects. I mean, it's a loaded, it's a loaded deal. It's ninety five dollars. Ships October to December twenty twenty three. There's no way. Get back to me when you shipped my first one, and then we'll talk about coming out by the end of the year. Uh, I do like this. I probably will pre order it, although I haven't yet. I've been slow to pre order these because again, they've just not been showing up, and you start to eventually go, well, what's the point if they just don't? You know, I'll pre order them or I'll buy them when it actually releases. 
Jared, what do you think about this guy? I think it's a really cool design figure. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I'm like, give me one first. Like, I don't want to go full into these expensive figures if I don't even know if I'm going to like them. Um, I've been really close to pulling trigger on a few Mezcos before and haven't done it. And, you know, like these are ones that I'm like, man, I'm tempted. But we've also been waiting on that that Destro for so long that I think I've ordered it three times, canceled it three times. <laughs> and like, you know, like I don't even know if I have it pre-ordered at this point. I don't remember. It's been that long. It's just absolutely crazy. So maybe after you guys start getting them in hand, maybe I'll maybe I'll try to scoop one up. But it's just I'm really bad. Like I buy toys impulsively. I'm really bad about this kind of stuff. Like if it sits in my orders for too long, I'm gonna cancel it. I'm just gonna go. I'll I'll use that money elsewhere. Even knowing that I'm almost certainly going to get this one, I I am reminding myself internally that I will not be able to go all in on this line that there will be a point where I have to, I'll have to stop. I mean, if I, if I just get the like heavy hitters, that's fine. Like, I think they were going to do a roadblock and it was a, a V2 roadblock. And I was like, that's not really my taste. I'm going to pass on that and see if they do a V1. I might be conflating that with one of the other ones, but again, it is really hard to keep up with the ones they've announced, but so far all the ones they've announced, I've, I have wanted enough to be like yeah i'll probably plop down the money for it at least at this rate like much like super seven ultimates they come out so rarely it doesn't really feel like i'm committing to the line until they're starting to pop out every you know every other month i I feel like uh uh, i'm okay to spend you know a hundred dollars you know say i buy two of them a year that's only two hundred dollars a year i'm not that's not a huge commitment if i'm buying one every month that's a problem All right, so that's going to do it for us today. Thanks so much for listening. You can reach out to us at our email at anythingjoespod at gmail.com. We've had lots of people send in pictures of their collection like we were requesting on our last episode, and keep that coming. I enjoy listening, or I enjoy looking through them. Even if we don't have time to respond to every single message, know that we're looking at enjoying your collection. I might actually try to get some of them together, and we'll put them on the next episode and just kind of look at how people are displaying what they've got. And we can talk through some ideas on what you've got going on with your room as well. Uh, I think that would be interesting. You can reach out to our email at anythingjoespod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at anythingjoespod. And you can find our YouTube channel just under anythingjoes. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to talking to you again in just two short weeks, where anything's available for discussion here on Anything Joes. Anything Joes.